Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 355 for Tuesday, the 8th of July, 2014. So nice to see you. I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Eric Hulong. Got this lump in my throat just before the show, just coming on. <clears throat> there it goes. Uh, tonight we're going to be experimenting with setting up an instant messaging server powered by Linux and free open source software. You don't want to miss out. going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. And what's coming up in the newsroom is Microsoft's next big thing will work on iOS and Android 2. Google has bought Songza, and Rosetta is nearing Comet uh, 67P. You can charge your devices on Donkey now, a router that only allows internet access after household chores have been completed, and it's being developed in the United States. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Kid. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone first. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. We're getting ready to move into Studio D, and we want to make Category 5 look as good as can be. For a short time only, get your hands on a limited edition Category 5 Technology TV t-shirt or hoodie from Teespring. Hurry and place your order while supporting the show you love. You've only got until July 28th, and these are limited edition shirts. Once they're gone, they're gone. For this and other ways to support the Studio D project, visit cat5.tv studio. In Category 5.tv is a member of the uh, TED Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here at cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters at cat5.tv slash IAIB. Thanks, Erica. This is Category 5 Technology TV. My name's Robbie Ferguson. And my name's Erica Lalonde. Yes! Been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, keeping well. You're mentioning that uh, school is just wrapping up. I guess a lot of people can relate. Yeah, if you guys, if anyone's in summer courses, it's <laughs> it's it's dro- it's drooling, it's grueling, <laughs> getting over it, and you know you got the nice weather outside. You don't really feel like getting on a bus, going all the way to school. But uh, I'll be done in August, and then I get a little break. You gotta wait until the end of summer. Oh yeah, oh. August fifteenth is pretty good. Well, you like get that, that's a, a, whole, a few weeks of that's nice a whole twenty there, days. That's crazy amount of time. That's pretty sad. <laughs> Considering both semesters normally start right after each other, so I was done. You get oh yeah, next week uh, start up again. You just had finals, so wow, time is just weeks. flying. Yeah, it is. It is flying, but I'm really looking forward to it. And the summer's been great. Good, good. Um, such great weather that's been here. It was thunderstorming here today. But <laughs> Every Tuesday for three weeks straight. <laughs> it's been thunderstorming. Three weeks ago, we had a tornado went through. You didn't, that was interesting. Yes. Um, that was very interesting. We didn't let on here in the studio that you know, we were saying our <laughs> prayers, but we survived. Um, <laughs> the next week, it was thunderstorms. Yep. This week, it's thunderstorms again. But then... Pretty much beautiful weather otherwise. Yeah, beautiful weather. Just been on Tuesdays. <clears throat> and any time I go to the studio. 
<laughs> Anytime I go to Studio D, it's thunderstorms and raining. And those of you who have been following uh, cat5.tv slash studio or on your Roku devices in the special features, uh, the backstage pass videos, you know it's been raining around here. But we had a beautiful <laughs> weekend. Uh, I had the opportunity. Took back in the kids to the cottage this past weekend just to kind of relax and take it, kind of take it easy. Mm-hmm. Because I know, you know, with Studio D, we got the keys on the first a lot of work to be done and you know i'm there anytime that people are there working at you know i'm mm. there working at too so uh yesterday i was there 7:30 in the morning and then left to go work my my full uh. work shift and then i went back for another 3 hours after work so uh so that's kind of how things are going but it's coming together and uh i want to say thank you to those who have contributed to mm-hmm. Studio D, of course, it all started with our plan to to, to do a, a Studio D renovation uh, with our Indiegogo campaign. Uh, of course, we didn't meet our goals to do the renovation, but then we s- hit the ground uh, walking and, and decided to start looking for a different space so that we could keep down the cost by not having to do a full-out renovation and got this office space. So now we're uh, we're working on getting into there. Got the keys. We're in there cleaning up and everything, uh, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been watching Backstage Pass, that's available for you, as I say, uh, through Roku. If you go into Special Features, if you've got a Roku device, which I hope you do. If you don't, cat5.tv slash Roku, R-O-K-U. Uh, and uh, with that, you'll get it. Uh, if you don't have that device, of course, head over to cat5.tv slash studio, and you'll be able to watch the Backstage Pass videos there as well, which is basically just getting to see how things are coming together at Studio D. Uh, all that exciting stuff. So again, thank you to all those who have contributed uh, and continue to contribute. Um, mm-hmm. Your your financial help is is definitely needed at this time, uh, mm. even more so than ever. And we are working on not just moving the studio, but we want to improve the show as well. So that means uh, some new equipment. We're being very, you know, I'm doing my best to, to be accountable to you, the the supporters of the show. And so I'm being upfront with you about the things that we buy. And, I, and we're not doing crazy things it's just but we'll uh you know be good stewards with the money that you entrust in us to to make the show as good as it can be one of the things i'm working on is we want to get a new camera right now you can mm-hmm. see uh of course erica can see i don't have a mirror do you have a mirror but there right there <laughs> i have a mirror it's just i always keep one well, in my pocket i've got another one here <laughs> so here you go this is what we are talking into right now is a c920 <laughs> so uh, of course it's not made for broadcasting it's just what we've had to do as a mm-hmm. as a makeshift interim step so that you can see the show and we can keep broadcasting even after our original camera uh started getting that flicker that mm-hmm. was that was uh, quite frustrating and and causing some problems in the feed so we want to upgrade the camera. That's that's a big step, and your contributions are going to help us with that. That's where that those T-shirts and sweaters and everything come in because mm-hmm. the proceeds from that are going directly toward uh, getting a new camera. And we did have a rather sizable donation specifically come in saying this is for the new camera, and uh, so we're well underway to, to getting that. The new so. camera is going to be very, very exciting. You get to see us better. You get to see us better, but and I, I can't wait to show you all this. But with higher resolution source video, it means we can zoom in and do some moving around. You, oh. know, you know that, for example, I can go like this on our. This is a 1080p camera, so I can come in, and even though it's a little bit fuzzy, you're, you're a, we're able to do these kinds of things. It's called digital lossless zoom, <laughs> and we can move around in the frame. That's because of the the source being larger than our actual canvas of the show. So mm-hmm. with a 4K video camera, for example, it's four times the resolution of what we're currently working with. So if I were to hold up a product right here, I could actually zoom in on it uh, in my hand digitally without the need of a you know a camera person, an operator to run the camera, and you'd be able to see it crystal clear. So those are you know some of the advantages to having a high res uh, video camera. So thank you for helping us make it happen. It's, you know, we're, we're not there by any means. So please go over to cat5.tv slash studio. But every contribution that has come in this month uh, and over the past several months is going directly toward this. And it's making a huge, huge difference. And we're seeing, you know, our need, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of closing, uh, you know, what the contributions are. We're seeing that close up. There's still a gap there, but we're, we're really, really getting there. And we appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, I want to draw your attention to our mobile website, m.cat5.tv. If you want to watch the show on your mobile, on your tablet, that's where you want to go. 
Uh, and also, let's welcome our newly registered viewers. I don't know if you want to tackle this list with me. Uh, we've had a few this week. Oh, I call the second one. Okay, uh, I will start with the first one then. CML Ofton 37. Nice to have you here. Moe's 133. Neon Rust. Big Kitty. Jim McGinnigal. And I'm sorry if I have mispronounced it. And that's it. That's it. That's it this week. Last <laughs> week we had a, a huge number of viewers uh, wow. registered on the site. Uh, this week just a few. But uh, make sure you get over to our website, Category5.tv. It's absolutely free to register. Speaking of fans of the show, got a box here in uh, in the post. Oh, oh And I was curious. This? I'm curious as to of what it is. Of how it is. But I, I like the description in, in the postal useless box <laughs> does it mean okay. that doesn't mean like it what's so weird it's useless. useless this comes to us from cliff in tennessee and then you sent a is, yeah, it, is it just a useless box a use i think i know what it is you know is a useless a box. useless box did you this think you were exciting. gonna get an unboxing tonight folks did you ever think someone would send you a box in the mail? <laughs> Watch, it's just an empty box. And it's literally a useless box. What did the postal worker, Cliff, think when you put this in there? And they Use- said, okay, well, what, is, what is it that you're declaring as it goes across the border? <laughs> it's oh, useless. Useless box. Nice. Okay. Sweet. I've got an instruction manual. Which oh, in this case, we will... It does say useless box. <laughs> it is box. literally a useless Use- box. Useless box. This is great. Oh, what a riot. Looks like there's a few parts that I'm going to have to Put together. Here. So, if I'm not mistaken... Yeah? Oh, my goodness. Did he actually assemble this for He assembled it. No way. I don't even have to go to all the trouble. Wow. Cool. Do you think it's going to work? What is it? It's a useless box. <laughs> I still don't know what it oh, is. Oh, and some batteries. Thanks, Clef. What a I treat. I have okay. no clue how to... All right. Well, it's just, not totally useless. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, it's flipping okay, switches? Okay, don't, don't look. Yeah, don't look. Don't okay, look. Okay. I wanted to know what this does. I've seen the video on, on thinkgeek.com. This is brilliant. Oh, what a, what a laugh. I'm literally trying to contain a laugh out loud here. Is it going to get to me once I figure it out? Yeah, I'm going to let you turn it on. <laughs> Let's see here. Thanks for putting it together for us, too, Cliff. That means we can just pull it right out on the air here. Yeah, great. Okay, watch out, watch out. <laughs> this is so useless. <laughs> Dude. The useless box. Okay, give it a try. Ooh. What'd you do? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh my gosh. That is hilarious. That is like the most... <laughs> Hello. It's like having a kitten in there. It's like my cat. <laughs> hey. Hey now. There's no winning. Are you serious? (laughs) That's great. I'm going to leave that on the set, my friend. That's going to make it to Studio D. Thank you, Cliff, for sending that. That will be... What a a guest that is. Oh, we should should get somebody on the show. Somebody... Maybe (laughs) maybe a co-host doesn't know... We, we, we should tell them, like, yeah, a very important part to play on the show. Yeah. And we'll get somebody in here, and we tell them to click it, and then that's their only thing to do, and then that happens to them. That'd be the perfect prank. What a blast. That's great. Thanks, man. All right. That is so cool. (laughs) Before we get into our feature, which I'm excited to do tonight, uh, I want to mention, don't forget that we have a pair of Belltone First hearing aids to give away if you've got hearing trouble or perhaps wow. a loved one. Uh, Belltone Canada and Category 5 are giving away a pair of Belltone First hearing aids. They are quite possibly the most sophisticated hearing aids on the planet. We're even going to provide the fitting and programming of your new hearing aids. It's a prize worth $7,000. And if you'd like to qualify, all you need to do is go to cat5.tv slash hearing. 
This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we are going to get right into it. We're going to create a chat instant messenger service. Hmm. Our very own server. How cool is that? Well, why would we want to do that? Why, you may ask. Well, yeah. what's a, you know, name uh, an instant messenger service that perhaps is defunct? I think about MSN. MSN. Where, you know, everybody was using it and then all of a sudden it's it's gone. So your accounts no longer work. And uh, you're left high and dry. Mm-hmm. But also there's there's the whole fear about, you know, I, I don't like to use the word fear because then it sounds almost as though I'm conspiracy theorist. But when you're using public services... They do have your information. You're going through their servers. There's no real... You have no control over the communication Mm -hmm. that's going on there. You don't know if anyone's intercepting and monitoring, to say the least, right? So by creating our very own instant messenger service, then we're creating a service that we could perhaps use for business to be able to use internally because we're connecting to a secure in-house server and chatting back and forth with other employees uh, and trans- possibly transmitting confidential information within the company, which you wouldn't want to do through email because it's insecure. Right. And it goes through so many computers, and all those computers can read and distribute that email. So by hosting it ourselves, we get a little bit of extra security. Also, you may just want to lock it down so that just you and your family have access to this thing. If it's not for business, it could be for family. We're talking about being able to use an instant messenger client on your computer, be it Linux, Mac, Windows, being able to use it on your phone, be it uh, Android or iOS, and I'm sure there are uh, XMPP clients, uh, chat clients for uh, BlackBerry. I'm sure there must Mm -hmm. be. Uh, I'm not familiar with them. but So tonight we're going to create the server itself to do this. We're looking at a product called eJabberD, and it's absolutely free. It is a Jabber server, uh, and it is basically a a powerful XMPP uh, chat server software available absolutely free. Now, when I say XMPP, I had to write this down because I would never remember it, and this is your useless bit of tidbit information for today. XMPP stands for the Extensible Messaging and Presence Protocol. It's chat. Okay, so eJabberD supports clustering, multiple servers running the service, live upgrades, being able to upgrade it on the fly without losing connectivity, shared roster groups so that you can create chat uh, contact lists on behalf of those who are using your service. So if you're in business, you could create a sales department, and all the sales department people would have all the other sales department people on their on their contact list. Awesome. It's also cross-platform, so it works all across the platforms, uh, Windows, Linux, Mac. And uh, it is compatible with virtual machines, so you can run this thing in a virtual machine. If you've already got a virtual machine infrastructure to run your network, uh, you can do that. Uh, If you like, I'm going to bring up the website. It's ejabberd.im. And I just want to show you that it's there so that you can head on over, research it a little bit, learn a little bit more about it. We don't actually need to use this website tonight because we're actually going to install this on Linux using a turnkey appliance, which is a really, really cool way to be able to do this. Turnkey Linux is uh, a distributable uh, Linux appliance operating system, basically, that we've looked at here on the show before. It's turnkeylinux.org. And if you head on over to that website, you'll see Turnkey. If you click on Apps, it has basically all these drop-in appliances. And we're going to use the word appliances, which means, Erica, any guess? It's not a toaster, so but when you think about an appliance, it's something that's self-contained. Like this. <laughs> Maybe a little more useful than the useless box. <laughs> As an appliance, it's something that you can take and put into... Basically into deployment, just like that. It's already built, and you don't have to go through a whole bunch of fumbling around and oh, making it work. Oh, that makes everything so much easier. It makes it so easy. <laughs> just so easy. Deployment. Wow. So Turnkey Linux is exactly that. It's a turnkey uh, appliance repository, and it is absolutely awesome, some of the stuff that they've done here. And they've been doing it for some time. We've looked at the LAMP stack here on the show. 
uh, as well as a couple of other ones. What we're going to do, though, is up in the search here. Oh, let's not use search. Let's actually do this right. I'm going to point to apps. I'm going to go to, let's see, probably content, uh, business, messaging. messaging. There we go. That makes sense. Chat. And under chat, we've got Etherpad, which we've also looked at here on the show. We've got Mibu. And we've got eJabberD. eJabberD is the one that we want. Now, you can click there, and you can get the ISO. You can get the virtual machine and get the OVF. But if your hardware does or doesn't support that architecture that was in, you know, in the pre-built appliance, then you may have problems booting it, as is the case with our demo machine. We don't have certain architecture in our CPU, so it would fail if I tried to download an OVF, for example. So if you go that route, which is fantastic, I mean, if you get an OVF file, you can download that, you can run it in VirtualBox, and it will automatically set up your entire virtual machine, server ready to deploy. If you have problems, though, at that point, that I want to show you how we can get the files uh, through uh, kind of a backdoor. So the way we're going to do that, because I know that you know maybe we're going to have trouble with the ISO directly off here, and it's because of the kernel that is used by default on this particular installation. So up in the address bar here, I'm going to go turnkeylinux.org slash mirrors. And this is going to give me a list of mirrors, which in, in this particular case is, uh, when I say a mirror, it, it's another server that hosts the files for each ABRD, uh, as far as the turnkey appliance goes. So these are mirrors that host those files where you can download it. So USA, that's pretty close to me. I'm not seeing any. Did we see any Canada? No, no Canada. Okay, so USA is good for me. You can choose one that's closer to you because it's going to be faster. Here's one that's 2 gigabits per second. That sounds good. So I'm going to go into FTP. That's the File Transfer Protocol. That is going to give me a list of all the turnkey appliances that are available on this particular mirror as downloads and all the different versions that are available. Now, this says connecting, and it's taking its time. So I'm wondering if perhaps that mirror is down or slow or something up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a different one. Unless it starts loading all of a sudden. Let's jump over to the UK. That one's 10 gigabits a second. That one looks pretty good. Pretty fast. So we'll click on FTP. Here we go. Okay, so we've got a list of folders. Now, we, we're familiar with um, ISO images. So that's a CD image, and that's the route that we're going to go. Um, so we're going to go into the ISO folder. From there, you're going to see that this is every turnkey appliance all the different versions back to 12.1, so a couple years or something, and they're all there. So this is not just eJabberD, but there is eJabberD. If you scroll down, it's alphabetical, and we want the latest version, which is 13.0. So the particular file that I want, rather than the AMD64, because I know that my processor may not work with 64-bit guests, I'm going to download the i386, which is 32-bit with PAE. Okay? So I can click on that to download it. It's going to save it to my computer. There we go. And it's it's downloading away. So as simple as that, now we've got a, a downloadable version going. So if for some reason you've got a problem with the, the download that is a default off of the turnkey website, that's how you can get kind of backdoor access into the system where all of the files are located. And as you can see there, that's there's just everything is available for you. So if you've got 64-bit, you can download the AMD64 if you've only got 32, or, or if you're not sure, because that'll work on both, right? 32-bit will work on either 32 or 64-bit processors. If you don't need more than 4 gigs of RAM, which in our appliance we don't, you're going to do just fine. Okay, so now I need to bring up VirtualBox, and VirtualBox, of course, is uh, a free piece of software available for you from virtualbox.org. You're going to be able to download that and install it on your Windows, Linux, or Mac computer. I'm running Linux, and this is going to allow me to virtualize um, the entire environment. So that's not a step that you necessarily need to take. You can deploy this on bare-bones hardware. It's set up for that. The kernel is ready for bare-bones. Uh, but I'm going to be doing it in a virtual machine tonight just for the sake of the demonstration because that's easier for me to be able to broadcast it to you. On boot, so I've inserted the CD 
so to speak, if you're using bare bones hardware or installing this on an actual computer, you're going to have uh, a CD that you're going to put in after burning that ISO. In my case, I've simply mounted the ISO image to my virtual machine, and I'm going to choose Install to Hard Disk. There we go. It's going to go through a whole bunch of stuff. You catching all that? Yeah, we're getting all that. And the boot occurs. We just have a question from the uh, chat room, and Tennessee Frank is saying, is it in the Debian repos? And yes, it could is. you do a sudo uh, apt get install turnkey and get it from no. terminal? Turnkey is the distro itself. It's Debian, right? That's why you saw that the download is wheezy-i386, for example. This is going pretty well. Um, but what what you can do is you can install the software that we're installing on your existing Linux computer. So, for example, if I jump over here, get out of that virtual machine, I'm going to go back to Point Linux, I can actually go into Synaptic Package Manager. So this is already a pre-installed, so I've got Point Linux, which is, again, Debian, right? Mm, I don't seem to have keyboard. Let's see. Try again. Oh, ah. let's try going into command. We'll use apt-get because that's the command that you were asking about anyways. So we're not going to apt-get turnkey. For some reason, I don't have keyboard right there, probably because I'm switching between hosts. But uh, <clears throat> let's see what happens on my other system. Bear with me here. Uh, GK sudo synaptic. So here we are, this is Debian Point Linux, and if I type in ejabberd, and I'm only doing this through the GUI so you can see a little easier, uh, there is ejabberd as a repo uh, you know, an, an installable in the repository, and you'll see if you install that, it comes with all the software. So <laughs> we're installing a virtual machine, turnkey Linux, which is a fully deployed Linux already out of the box, ready to go. We don't need to install ejabberd because it's already a part of the deployment. It's simple. So. Hope that helps. Okay, so back to our deployment. This is, again, a turnkey Linux installer. So let's get in here. Now, we can use LVM if, we, if you would like. Uh, I'm just going to go <laughs> guided use entire disk and just jump right into taking up the whole partition. So Doesn't take a whole long time to deploy a, uh, a turnkey Linux distribution. Notice there aren't a lot of questions. Do you want to write these changes to disk? Yes. Remember, that's destructive. So if you're running a computer and you're installing this on the hardware, not a virtual machine, this is going to wipe out the hard drive, like I've just done there. On a virtual machine, you're going to be installing it to virtual hardware, so it's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, but if you are installing it, you can risk overwriting the hard drive. So be conscious of that as you're doing it. So this is basically the identical um, installation process for any turnkey Linux appliance. So if you want to browse through turnkeylinux.org, uh, you'll be able to see uh, the appliances and basically go through the exact same steps in order to get those installed and deployed. If you go through an ISO, but like I said, you don't have to go through ISO, you can download the OVF and then it's an instant install. Um, it's just that I want to show you how to actually do it. Do we want to install Grub? Yup. Grub is the menu when you first turn on your computer. How can we get get to Grub already? Like, we're already there. Hmm. Here we go. Would I like to restart? We're already there. We're already there. Should be a song about it. I think this would be good in school. If only... For the faculty and the students that need to communicate. I mean, you need... People use Facebook these days to communicate. Yeah. Well, we know how that goes. <laughs> Manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you send over Facebook, you might as well just post it on your news you feed. get rid of it. It's no. Done. You're done. The if internet it's... never forgets. Nope. And <laughs> certainly Facebook. Not Facebook. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And it would be really good for school, especially because so. for high school students, I remember 
we had at the time they introduced student emails. Yeah. So that way we would send in our assignments on time. So we had no excuse. So we had to send it to their email if we weren't there for class. Oh, okay. But it's just a regular email. You're sending yeah. it to the teacher's email. Anyone could be reading that. Yeah. If you want to read my science project. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Ah, well. <laughs> but if it was big and better things, I definitely, you know, it's it's funny that this, pe- like, I didn't even un- know about the server until I looked into our show tonight earlier. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, oh, look at this. Sorry. Uh, and then. Just to see that, like, you know, stuff like this is out there for everyone yeah. to use. This is asking Alternatives. to set up a password, folks. So let's just use example.com. But you can set that up as your own domain and actually set up DNS records and everything. Uh, okay, this is admin at example.com. So i got to remember this. Admin, writing this down, example.com. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, new password for that user. Okay. Make sure your passwords are uber strong. Somebody says to me, why do I, you know, it's internal only. So why do I need to have really strong passwords? Can't I just use the name of my dog? Here's the thing. You want to be able to roam around on a cell phone and still access your private server. Well, that means it's not actually private. It has to be open to the world. It has to be in communication with the internet. So that means it's open to people trying to brute force it, people trying to hit away at the uh, at the ports, port scans and things like that. So so there are a couple of considerations when it comes to security. You want to have really, really strong passwords because someone's going to try to guess them. Especially for passwords, they'll guess the top five most common and then, <laughs> they, and then they'll guess your names. Password one, two, three. One, two, three, four. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty secure. Okay, this question is asking <laughs> me if I want to use TKL BAM, which is their uh, backup software. I'm going to skip over it. You don't need to use that. It's a commercial product that Turnkey provides. It's fantastic if you're doing a deployment. By default, the system is configured to automatically install security updates. We want to install them now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see how long it takes. So it's actually going out through apt-get. You recognize that screen, right? And it's getting all the wheezy updates because this is, in all essences, a Debian install. And it's that simple for us to deploy it. That was so easy. So it's using apt-get to get the upgrade packages. Um, So it's downloading all the latest security patches and everything like that so we don't have to worry about things being, uh, you know, out of date because it is Debian. It's updated. What do we do while we wait? (laughs) The useless bugs. (laughs) That scared me kind of at first. I wasn't sure it was going to (laughs) happen. I think it's cute. I think it's really cute. I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> oh, it's installing a unpacking a replacement kernel. This is going to be the longest, you know, the longest time of any of the updates. I think when it unpacks a new kernel, so but it's not going to take long. So here we go. We're just going to let that go. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our website is www.category5.tv. Please check us out if you haven't already. Uh, and, of course, uh, we are getting ready to move into Studio D. Really exciting time for us. This is Studio C, which is an, a temporary studio in the basement of my house uh, as we were working toward moving into Studio D. So thanks for uh, coming along with us tonight. Going all the way from Studio C to Studio D. I know. It's exciting. And... M- Hope I don't know. We'll almost be in our fourth hundredth episode. Almost, Thinking about yeah. it, I can't believe season eight is going to be, be beginning fairly soon. Season eight. Season eight. Oh man, it's processing triggers. Mail transport. You know, for those, and you, you look at that and you think, oh, that's complicated. That's, but how hard has it really been it's for really. us to deploy this? I mean, we, we we're doing this and we're just having a bit of a hangout. Yeah, just yeah. you can chill. You can make some dinner. Not even. This will be done. I don't think it's going to take that long. I don't think you have time. <laughs> I don't think you can make some KD in this time. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen some interesting meals over the past couple years in college. In college. <laughs> like, Most involve hot dogs. 
and bread. Yeah. Like hot dogs and living bread. off a loaf of bread and butter. And I was like, that's your hot pockets. Mm-hmm. I see that <laughs> a lot. Uh, one thing I did see was uh, cutting a, a hot pocket and then putting another one on top. So doing like a deluxe and then a meat one and then like making a stuffed hot pocket with yeah. a hot pocket inside. Yeah. And then this sounds very epic mealtime-ish to me. And then they do, uh, <laughs> uh, what else? The uh, Jamaican patties. So they'll do right. stuffed patties. So you open Stuff up a hot pocket inside of the Jamaican patty. You could basically put anything in there. <laughs> as long as it's a spicy. As long as it's uh, oh. meaty. <laughs> there you go. Ramen noodles and hot dogs. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you've ever made ramen noodles. I'm at the point now I don't... I make a ramen noodle, but I will... Uh, Get rid of that little packet of sure. what you don't know what that the is. The MSG pack. Yeah. But how hard <laughs> is it to make ramen noodles? I think it's easier <laughs> to deploy a turnkey Linux appliance. <laughs> I think this was easier than making ramen noodles, folks. You can quote me on that. Get a t-shirt. Turnkey Linux. Easier than making ramen. Okay. So I see that we've got... now. See, this is my, my first... You know, it's, it's up and running, right? So I know... Pardon me, 10.0.0.206 is where web chat? What? I've got web chat? 206. Okay, so I'm going to bring up my browser on another computer here. 10.0.0.206. Lo and behold, look at this. I'm connecting to speak here on my own server, right? That's an internal IP address. I haven't even opened this up to the world yet. Let's jump into the alpha room. Look at this. It might as well be an IRC chat room. It's pretty awesome. Nick Robbie F. There we go. Now I'm Robbie. There we go. And this is all running on my own deployment of eJabberD using turnkey Linux. So let's get a little bit thicker in this and let's get a look at what we can actually do, what we can set up. So, we've got a web shell, that's cool. We've got webmin installed, that's cool. That gives us uh, the ability to modify things. We've got a root SSH account. Let's play with that. All right. So that is on 206 port 22. Easy, because it's default. So I'm going to bring up a terminal on my computer here. SSH root at 10.0.0.206. Hit enter. Do you want to allow this uh, key to work? Because we know that it is safe. We say yes, and then enter the root password, which we entered when we installed Turnkey Linux. There we go. We are in Turnkey. There we are. I'm going to just move this window over a little bit because it's too close to the edge of my screen, so my zoom was moving around there. Okay. So let's get a look at this. So what do we got? First thing that any self-respecting hacker is going to do is... Hey, what is this that we're running? We're on GNU Linux Debian with an SMP PAE kernel. Awesome. Okay, etc-ejabberd is the folder that we want to go into to take a look at our config files. Nano ejabberd. Oh, dot com. Dot uh, cfg. Pardon me. There we go. So here's our config file for ejabberd, and we can go through and we can set up who the administrators are. Notice that. My default admin is admin at example.com because when I deployed this, I set up only example.com. I can set up different host names if I want to add more. Uh, there are a couple of things there. You probably want to read the man pages and learn your way around the, uh, the config file. Essentially, out of the box, you should be okay to get started without actually touching the config file where you need to access this is if, for example, you want to deploy multiple domains, subdomains, and things like that. But we know that we've got access to this computer, the server, uh, if you will. And because it's Linux, we can do things like apt-get update. There you go. It's a full deployment of Debian Linux as far as you know its functionality goes. Let's run an upgrade, and there are some things that we could upgrade. And So you can see that we can do normal stuff. So that also tells me that as far as security goes, we can do something like install CSF LFD. We can get working on uh, getting our IP tables set up using CSF, for example. Uh, and that way we're going to have a little more security on that front. Uh, 
So we're good to go. Up and running. There's our SSH into the server. So back at our server here, how can we get access to eJabberD admin is port 12322. 12322. Got it? 12322. 10.0.0.206 colon 12322. Bad request. Well, what's going on? Oh, I'm supposed to use SSL, so I have to go https colon slash slash not http enter site cert certificate is invalid that's because uh, we have not registered this server as a secure server with a, a domain authority for example okay proceed anyways in this case enter my uh, login I believe it's probably going to be root let's try it no it's not admin let's try admin just by itself without example.com no admin at example.com that's the one so it's the full user account for the admin user admin at example.com in my case or it'll be at your.com in your case so here we are I've got my virtual host and I can go into example.com and I can go into users and I can see that I've got two users right now and and all set up admin and robot are installed out of the box I'm gonna create one called Robbie and you'll see how I found that was under virtual host example.com users and creating a new user called Robbie password whatever make sure it's strong not whatever there we go Robbie is set up so now what can we do Erica now that we've got a chat server we could do anything Anything. <laughs> Anything. Endless possibilities. If you've got uh, an iOS or Android device, install IM Plus as a, as a single example. That one works pretty well. It's commercial. You have to pay $5 if you want to get rid of the annoying ads. But it works, and it works really, really well. Uh, if you're on PC uh, or Mac, if you're on uh, Linux or Windows or Mac OS X, uh, get a hold of Pigeon from pigeon.im, P-I-D-G-I-N. In. And that's the one I'm going to use tonight to set up. So, accounts, manage accounts. I'm going to add a new account, and we're going to set the protocol to XMPP. Remember, at the top of the show, we learned about XMPP. You can always rewind and learn what it stands for. <laughs> Username, we just created it. It was Robbie, and I put an uppercase R. I don't know if that's necessary, but it's there. Domain is example.com, in my case. Resource, you can leave that blank. Your password is the one that you set up for your user, and we can go remember password if you trust that this is your own computer, mm -hmm. for example. If you're on a shared computer, you probably want it to prompt every time you open Pigeon. Okay, advanced. Connecting server. Now, because I am within the local area network, I want to actually add the IP address to my connect server. If you were on an outside server, it doesn't matter because it's going to resolve using DNS. We're internal, so it's going to be a lot easier for my pigeon to know that it is 10.0.0.206, for example. So we're going to go with pretty straightforward. Uh, yes, by the way, folks, connection and uh, security requires encryption. Keep that in mind as you're thinking about, well, what's the purpose here? Why do we need to have our own chat server? Security. Privacy. Okay, so now we're going to add that, and we're going to accept the certificate. Same thing as we saw in the browser window, because 206 has uh, an SSL certificate, uh, and we have to accept that because it's not a signed certificate yet. We can do that if we want, but this way it's free. Accept. And now... I am, in fact, connected over XMPP. I can't believe it worked first try. We're actually connected. You know if you're familiar with Pigeon, that would have timed out and we would have gotten a, an error message if it didn't work. Uh, let's go uh, online users just to confirm. So if I click on online users, we'll see that Robbie at example.com is, in fact, connected. Now, I, can, I don't know if I can send myself a message. Let's, uh, let's try adding a buddy. I don't know if I can add myself. So I'm going to add this buddy to my Robbie at example.com. And, of course, if you add other people, you can add them, right? But you've got to do it just like the, just like the full address, example.com. And then you can give it an alias, and then we can go add. So there I am. 
So if I send myself a message, it's going to cause a rift in the space-time continuum. <laughs> I sent and received. That's like an echo, right? <laughs> There's my, my echo. But now you'll see echo, echo, that back at the echo. server, because I am the administrator, remember, I'm the administrator. So I have accesses that somebody else doesn't have. This is part of why you need to have safe passwords. I can go to my online users. I can click on Robbie. I can see my resources. I can even see things like offline messages. Okay, so if, if I happen to be offline, now in this case, of course, it's an <coughs> echo, but I could actually go in and I could see any messages that are waiting to be delivered and because this server will, in fact, um, cache them. So if I send a message to Erica and she's not online, well, you'll actually get that next time you come online. How cool mm -hmm. is that? Be it from your phone, be it from whatever device, your computer, uh, anything like that. And literally, that's as simple as it is to set up a deployment of eJabberD through turnkey Linux. It just makes it so easy breezy. But keep in mind, as I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier to answer a viewer's question, that uh, we could deploy through uh, an existing Linux install as well just by using apt-get install eJabberD. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm your co-host, Erica Lalonde. Actually, from the chat room, Tennessee Frank was wondering if it's a resource, do I need a password and a resource? The password is necessary, and you're going to get that when you create the mm -hmm. user as the administrator on the eJabberD panel. That's the port 13, was it 13... No, pardon me, 12.322. And if you ever lose you know, sight of what the ports are, just bring it up and you'll see on the turnkey Linux console all of the information that you need. EJD stands for eJabberD admin. Okay, so that's 12.322. 12, uh, so when you set up the user there, that's when you created the strong password. Um, and then, yes, you need that. You do not need to use a resource because resource is really just um, like an allocated almost like a subfolder of the uh, the service, but that's not required in this case, so. All right. Thanks for all your questions. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> you set? We if are If there's no set. other questions about eJab or D, then uh, I hope you enjoyed that feature tonight, and, and I encourage you, I mean, check out, even if you're not interested in setting up a chat server, I've got to say, I think it's a good opportunity for you to see how to deploy from an ISO a turnkey Linux stack of whatever it may be. There's a lot of stuff over there. Check out turnkeylinux.org. Yeah, I was looking at like. those apps. I want to look at some more. Very useful. Just makes it so much easier for you to deploy. And we just did that in no little time. Very little time. We Very did that live. live. Imagine server admins being able to deploy a LAMP stack <laughs> in 15 minutes. Like that. I it, took the time to explain stuff, but imagine you, you boom, done. If it was me, I'd just be like, live, me getting angry, trying to sign on. Oh, Not you can't, you no, can't use easy. this. So oh, you can't use. Okay. Okay. Just give up. <laughs> I just, I just, I just go down and I bow down and my laptop. What am I supposed up. to put in the resource? <laughs> I can't do yes. anything. <laughs> sure, sure. Just watch back the video, Erica. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe a few times. <laughs> well, we got lots of news today as well. All right, well, take it away if you're ready. Mm -hmm. So here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. So Microsoft is said to be preparing the launch of a wearable fitness device that will be compatible with iOS and Android platforms, as well as Windows Phone. While the device likely will display the time along with the notifications from the user's smartphone, the form factor is a, is a wristband. Rather than a smartwatch, according to Paul uh, Throt's super site for Windows, the band reportedly will function mainly as a fitness tracker recording the number of steps the wearer has taken, calories burned, heart rate, and so on. Microsoft already has fitness-operated apps available such as Bing Health, and fitness and HealthVot through the band apparently will work as a third-party apps as well. Okay. Interesting, I think, um, the main interesting thing to that, to me, is that they're bringing it out to work on iOS and Android. So I wonder if they're realizing, if Microsoft is realizing that they 
they really can't play this whole ridiculous game that they had played with Internet Explorer for way too long. And that whole mindset of thinking, if we build it, they will come. If we build it for our platform, everybody will use it and they'll be forced to use it. Well, it's not the case because Apple proved that with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's maybe that's a good sign. But the device sounds kind of dumb. Like kind of <laughs> simplistic. And yeah, design. like they already kind of have... I remember... Yeah, kind of already have it. It's and like the, the I remember who, in, a, in a Kellogg cereal box, I got a step tracker. Just there you put, go. It, put it on your belt. Right there had and it uh, works with any it device. had uh, the the yeah, rice crispy the, the yeah. like like the rice crispy guys yeah speedometer pedometer pedometer yeah oh yeah speedometer speed on, a speedometer speedometer it's for cars we're not going that fast or is it I guess Eric would call it a speedometer <laughs> speedo he gives me a hard time over kilometer kilometer but you don't say speedometer. No. Spe- you oh, speedometer say, you is the thing on your is on your car, you say right? Speedometer. You don't yeah. say speedometer. So how not. did we digress? <laughs> I don't know. Everything reminds me of Eric because he's going to be here next Tuesday. Huh. <laughs> Ready for another one? <laughs> yeah. Right. Look at that. <laughs> Songza. So Google has acquired music startup Songza, a company that says it'll be able to create pay- playlists based on a person's mood. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> that was too easy. That was too easy. I'm feeling... Songs. I'm feeling uh, confusing. Confusing? You can, you can feel confused. It's going to be something from the 70s. I, I, I don't know. I just oh. thought you'd have a word. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was way too easy. I tried to stump you. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel confusing? Confusing is not a feeling. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's not on the chart. (laughs) The feelings (laughs) chart. (laughs) It's on mine. (laughs) Um, If confusing was a feeling, Erica, you would be it. (laughs) James Brown, Tennessee Frank. Is that does James Brown have a confusing song? <laughs> He's kind okay, of they're, they're, bu- they're buying songs, huh? Okay. We're buying songs. Is so that- there's no financial details that were disclosed when the deal was announced. The move has been seen as an attempt to bolster its Google Play streaming service in the face of competition like Apple and Spotify. Nice. Tennessee Frank thinks that Aussie would work. For confusing. <laughs> yeah, you can barely <laughs> understand. <laughs> yeah, that, that works. Good call. Good call. So, Europe, Rosetta spacecraft is edging o- ever closer to its quarry. The four-kilometer-wide comet 67P. So, Thursday's separation just 43,000 kilometers, and the narrowing gap uh, is evident in the probe's latest photo release. Um, The new image shows the great mountain of ice now taking up several pixels and the uh, 67P will just get bigger and bigger over the coming weeks. Controllers at the European Space Agency are aiming to get Rosetta into orbit around the comet on August uh, (laughs) 6th. Is it just me? Or are there you know, phony space flights getting simpler and simpler first there was the moon now this <laughs> this is what we're looking at i i granted it's going to be a lot more exciting when we're closer yeah but that's a pixel that's that's pong. blown up pong boing yeah <laughs> boing <laughs> bringing back the old times <laughs> it will be really interesting can't wait to see more than just a something that i could make in the gimp with a, a square and mm-hmm. then blow it up and pixelize it because <laughs> there's really not a lot to look at folks no very not exciting mm-hmm. it's at least it's to going to be something it's like becca mentioned last week in a year and a half the future will arrive okay it's deep that's pretty deep. deep i told her she was deep on last week's show <laughs> she was <laughs> a year and a half, everybody. A year and a half. The future will arrive. Watch for it. 
So Turkish herdsmen are keeping up with the latest news and entertainment. Um, donkey power these days. Um, for donkey power these days, sorry. They strap solar panels on the backs of their donkeys and use them as mobile charging stations wherever they go. According to a BBC report earlier this week, the sheep herders can read email, look up the weather, search websites, they even keep up with the World Cup, all while roaming on the countryside. Each pan uh, panel generates 5 to 7 kilowatts of energy. That's enough power to power laptops and cell phones or even power lights for a donkey night ride. <laughs> Turkish solar power company Sirjan uh, provides the solar panel devices to the herdsmen for the plug-and-play donkey project, and it just proves even even uh, remote cheat herders can stay globally connect connected these days. Isn't that cool? We like to think about you know eco-friendly ways of um, utilizing resources. And there's there's a really neat way that they're doing it. Uh, we're hearing more and more about solar energy, and I think that's part of, partially because of the depletion of fossil fuels and things like that. And so tap into this resource of solar energy. Tennessee Frank sent me a story about uh, an interesting story about a fashion designer who's creating solar-powered dresses and coats. They look very Matrix-like, as you can imagine. Yeah. But they've got solar panels in the shoulders so that it actually charges your phone in the pocket as How as do you wash walking. it? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot to ask. That's <laughs> 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 the first thing she thinks, hmm, that's cool, but how would you wash it? <laughs> guess you would just take them out. And I would think it's it's kind of like a vinyl surface that you could just wipe down, kind of like these chairs, right? Like it's... Yeah. Easy to, to wipe down. Like you have to <laughs> Gotta spill. Plast yeah. Like, soon we'll be, like, you know, wearing plastic all the way down. Just wipe it. That'd be great. No more stains. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, Kudoso is an internet router that allows parents to set a list of tasks that unlock minutes to use to be used online. The device makers hope to eventually incorporate fitness apps into the system to reward children who regularly exercise. <laughs> Developer Rob Isereri is trying to raise money on crowdfunding site Kickstarter to support the project, which has been in development for now uh, 11, 18 months. Wow. I that's kind of pushing. That's funny. I mean, I always thought that we already had such a device, and it was called Mom and Dad. <laughs> Kids, you're not allowed on the internet until after your chores are done. That works. That does work. That works. If they don't listen, you can unplug the existing router. I I guess like it it's more like what happened to like the charts on the on the fridge and get go get yeah, right. a, you know, that you worked. did this, you did yeah. that. You get a star. Get a star. Good. Yeah, if you get, get three stars, you get to use the get, internet for 5 minutes. Five minutes. Only five <laughs> minutes per chore. Whatever. You can play Super Tux for 20. <laughs> That's kind of silly. I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, console? what everyone's thoughts on it. And for me, myself, well, I've never had kids, but I don't. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. I don't know. I can't imagine needing such a thing. Yeah. And I could just see it being annoying. Yeah. Because then your kids would just have tantrums. Over the fact well, the dad would have tantrums over the fact that I need to wait till the kids have done their chores before oh, my internet. Oh, I didn't think work. about that. Gotta yeah. think about these things, Erica. No, I don't. She thinks about what would happen if your <laughs> coat gets dirty if it has solar panels, but doesn't realize that the internet won't work if the kids haven't vacuumed. Now that now you get angry. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, she's throwing things now. <laughs> Forget Kudoso. Don't support this thing. I need my internet. I have to do chores. Oh, well. No chores. Them's are the top stories. <laughs> Those are our top stories uh, for today. And get the full stories at the Category 5.tv newsroom. The Category 5.tv's newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contri contributions by Tennessee Frank and our community of viewers. If you have news stories you think is worthy of an on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. Uh, and for the Category 5.tv newsroom, I'm Erica Lalonde. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Belltone First. 
Learn why Beltone is the choice of millions when it comes to fantastic hearing care. Check out Beltone First, a revolutionary made-for-iPhone hearing aid. Visit Beltone.com or for a free trial, call 1-800-BELTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you for coming along tonight. This, uh, my name's Robbie Ferguson. My name's Eric Lalonde. Lots of fun. I can't believe the hour's gone, folks. That's all the time that we've got. Keep your questions coming in. I know that uh, some of you have sent in some questions and are a little disappointed if we don't get to them every week. Uh, but we will definitely set aside some time next week because uh, we're ahead of the game. And as I mentioned, uh, Eric Kidd is going to be here next week. Uh, looking forward to seeing him. It's been quite some time. He's been awfully busy doing gigs and stuff. So uh, we'll catch up with him on Tuesday night. Don't forget to go over to cat5.tv slash studio with our thanks. There's some fun ways that you can contribute to the show including uh, one where you'll actually get a gift card back for the exact amount that you donate. So if you contribute uh, 200 bucks, you'll get 200 bucks back in gas cards, for example, to fill up the tank on your on your car. So I mean, it's just a way to reallocate the, where the money is, and some of that goes to supporting Category 5 TV. A great way if you can't It's a great way to get something back in the end. You're always going to need... So. Everyone needs gas. Everyone needs gas. Everyone or needs gas. Take the wife out to dinner or something. And, and what you can do is you can donate to Category 5, get the dinner card back, take her out for dinner with the, di- the gift card, and we have a contribution helping with Studio D at the same time. So it's like doing two things at once with the same money. Wonderful. Two birds with one stone. That old thing. Have a wonderful weekend, Erica. Great job tonight. Thanks for being here. Great, great to to be here. And everyone, have a great night. Take care, everybody. See you next Tuesday. Night. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.